you all must be doing great. I am Amar Ghale and this episode of my podcast will cover the topics 4.1 and 4.2. The topic for the making of Germany and Italy. And the topic 4.1 Germany can the army be the architect of a nation? And in this topic we will understand how was Germany unified? So here I go. After 1848, nationalism in Europe moved away from its association with democracy and revolution because the nationalist sentiments were often mobilized by conservatives for promoting state power and achieving their political domination over the entire Europe. And this is what happens when we common people lag in critical thinking and understanding. Our leaders, our politicians take an advantage of our emotions and its attachment with our region, with our language, with our culture, and they use it for their personal benefit. That's the political benefit. This can also be observed in the process by which Germany and Italy came to be unified as nation states. As you have seen, nationalist feelings were widespread among middle class Germans, who in 1848 tried to unite the different regions of German confederation into a nation state and they wanted it to be governed by an elected parliament. But the liberal nationalist feelings for nation building was repressed by the combined forces of the monarchy and the military who were supported by the large landowners and they were called as Junkers of Proetia. From then on, Proetia took on the leadership of the movement for national unification and its chief minister, Ottoban Bismarck, was the architect of this process who carried out it with the help of the Prussian army and bureaucracy. There were three wars over seven years which fought to unite the German confederation and the wars were fought with Austria, Denmark and France. The wars ended with Prussian victory and completed the process of unification because the war gave political domination to Prussia. In January 1871, the Croatian king William I was proclaimed German emperor in a ceremony held at Versailles on the bitterly cold morning of 18 January 1871. An assembly was called in the unheated hall of mirrors in the palace of Versailles in which the princes of the German states, representatives of the army, important Croatian ministers including the chief minister Ottoban Bismarck all gathered. The new German Empire headed by Kaiser William I of Croatia was proclaimed and the nation-building process in Germany showed the dominance of Croatian state power. And when new German state was formed, it placed a strong emphasis on modernizing the currency, banking, legal and judicial systems in Germany. Croatian measures and practices often became a model for the rest of Germany and this is how Germany was unified after three wars for seven years. Now let's understand how Italy was unified in the topic 4.2. Like Germany, Italy too had a long history of political fragmentations. As Italians were scattered over several dynastic states as well as the multinational Habsburg Empire. During the middle of the 19th century, Italy was divided into seven states of which only one state that was Sardinia Piedmont was ruled by an Italian princely house. The north was under Austrian Habsburg, the center was ruled by the Pope 
and the southern regions were under the domination of the Bourbon kings of Spain. And even the Italian language had not acquired one common form. It would be spoken in different regional and local variations. But during the 1830s, Giuseppe Mazzini already had sought to put together a coherent program for a unitary Italian Republic. He had also formed a secret society called Young Italy for the dissemination of his goals. But when the revolutionary uprisings both in 1831 and 1848 failed, the onus of unifying Italy fell on Sardinia Piedmont and it was under ruler King Victor Emmanuel II. The process was obviously through war. And the reason was it was the only state which was ruled by an Italian. On the other hand, the ruling elite class saw the unification of Italy in a very practical way as it offered them the possibility of economic development and political dominance. And the strangest part of unifying Italy was that the chief minister Cavour who led the movement to unify the regions of Italy was neither a revolutionary nor a democrat. Like many other wealthy and educated members of the Italian elite class, he also spoke French much better than he did Italian. But he was the torchbearer of the Italy's unification. Hence, through a tactful diplomatic alliance with France, engineered by Cavour, Sardinia Piedmont succeeded in defeating the Austrian forces in 1859. And apart from regular troops, a large number of armed volunteers under the leadership of Giuseppe Garibaldi joined the fray. Please do not get confused with Giuseppe Mazzini because both are different. In 1860, they marched into South Italy and the Kingdom of the Two Sicilies. And they succeeded in winning the support of the local peasants and they drove out the Spanish rulers. In 1861, Victor Emmanuel II was proclaimed the King of United Italy. However, another strange part was, much of the Italian population, among whom rates of illiteracy was very high, they remained blissful unaware of liberal nationalist ideology. The peasant masses that had supported Garibaldi in southern Italy had never heard of Italia and they believed that Latalia was Victor Emmanuel's wife. So with this, I am sure you are able to understand the process of unification of Germany's federation and Italy's seven states, which were the result of long wars. Now let's do a long type question for 5 marks. Question is, examine the main features of the process of German unification under the leadership of Ottoman Bismarck. Point 1. The Frankfurt Parliament failed in its purpose of unification of Germany under the leadership of King William IV of Croatia, but from then on, Croatia took on the leadership of the movement for national unification. Point 2. Its chief minister, Ottoman Bismarck, was the architect of the process. He carried out the movement for national unification with the help of army and bureaucracy. Point number three. Bismarck was very much convinced that the unification of Germany could be achieved only by the princes and not by the people. So he sought to achieve the same by expanding Croatia into Germany. Point number four. Bismarck followed the policy of blood and iron. So, there were three wars over the period of seven years. Number one was with Denmark, Danish Croatian War in 1864. Second one was with Austria, 
Austro-Prussian War in 1866. Third one was with France, Franco-Prussian War in 1870-71. And all the wars ended with Prussian victory and completed the process of political unification. On 18 January 1771, in the Royal Palace of Versailles, so similar questions can be formed for German unification too and can be practiced. And you can write five legitimate points for any five mark questions. So thank you for listening. Have a good time. Music